Welcome to the Bitter Jury Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Westoff. For those of you not watching on YouTube, uh, I am silhouetted in red light, symbolizing the status of my draft team. Yes, it is official. I will be doing the Hot Wings Challenge. Now, it's still up in the air whether I'll be doing it alone because there's a slim chance that we all do it, but that requires a Bowie Jane win. Uh, but we're one step closer to maybe that happening after tonight. So we're going to talk about everything that happened in the Big Brother 25 house this week. It was a wild week. Cameron's dominating the game. Uh, we had a vote flip last second, and we are officially in the jury phase of the game. So here to break it all down with me, uh, it's two of the three usual co-hosts. First, I'll start with my sister, Sarah. Sarah, welcome back to the Bitter Jury Podcast. My first question to you to start the night off. Now that we've made the jury phase, who do you think will be the bitterest jury of BB25, jury member of BB25? I think without a shadow of a doubt, Corey will be the most bitter jury of the group. Uh, bitter juror. Excuse okay. me. I can see I can see that happening after some of the events that have happened this week. I pose the same question to my other co-host tonight, Richard. If you had to guess of our remaining house guests, who will be this year's bitterest juror? I think depending on the it depends on the final two, but I'll give it to Mama Fee. Okay. I'll give it to Felicia because I think if Cerise at the end, Felicia's gonna be a little bitter. Yeah, I was I was honestly up in the air between uh Felicia and Corey. So you guys are right on the same page as me. Uh, let's hope we don't get any bitter jurors, though. That's always the worst part of Big Brother is it's still a game in the end. Uh, so we want to see good outcomes, despite maybe some hurt feelings along the way. But all right, let's break down another wild week in this Big Brother 25 house. Um, I want to start off. Uh, let's just talk about how the week started. You know, we started with a resurrected big brother player in the game. And that would be Cameron. He beat out Jared to get back into the house. And then he promptly secured his safety for the week by winning HOH and then followed that up by winning veto. Um, so Sarah, what does this say about Cameron's longevity in the game? Uh, we've seen every single week he's had to fight for his life. Has there been a, a turning point now? Like, do you think he's the number one target again this week? Or has he managed to maybe steady the ship despite some very dramatic up and down gameplay throughout the season? No, I mean, as much as I have uh, personal issues against Cameron, he has walked back into this house and um, walked in with a new strategy. I think that him and Jag in particular have a little bit of a... Um, um up so to speak because of that um both of their unanimous evictions and coming back into the house i think they kind of had have that advantage of okay that strategy didn't work let me try something different and i think what cameron's trying different is he's actually including people in his actual conversations of what he plans to do he um you know very clearly has aligned with jack and matt at this point um and he has tried to lend trust um to other people this time around so 
I definitely think Cam has secured his spot for a few more weeks at the very least. I think that with all the chaos in the house that other people have painted targets on themselves while Cameron has just kind of sat back and watched. So, Yeah, it's a real uh, change of pace for Cameron. A little bit refreshing, too, to see him actually grow and evolve a little bit. Not, not We're not talk, uh, talking about like personality-wise, but just gameplay-wise. We've seen a bit of an evolution there. Something we didn't see from Mimi the entire season along, which is maybe why we don't see her in the house after tonight. We'll get to that later on in the podcast. Richard, sticking on Cameron for one more second. Uh, there's been a lot of shakeup this week in Alliance building. Uh, we're down to half the size of the contestants that we started with. Uh, where there's been a lot of ups and downs with some of these player relationships. Can you kind of map out what you think the strongest alliances are in the house right now? Where is the power? Mm -hmm. Is it, you know, there's, it seems like everyone's aligned with everyone and everyone's lying with everyone. So can you kind of attune us to who's actually forming real like partnerships to move forward with? I mean, I'm getting lost myself at times. Like, I don't know half the relationships in this house. But I think if we're talking in terms of strongest, I think it comes back to Jag and Matt. I think that duo is just in such a good position. They're not anyone's, like, number one target right now. All the targets are kind of point pointed in every direction except for theirs. And they're building good relationships with people where people don't feel the need to necessarily get rid of them just yet. So I think they're probably in the best position, but I am lost with who's aligned with who, what's real, what's not, because you're going to align with somebody, and then you're going to turn around and say something different. That's what, that's not not having paid as close attention to live feeds this week because of other stuff with our tennis business. I I feel the same way, a little lost. Sarah, do you have any insight from the recaps and from watching the feeds? Is is there a real actual like secured alliance or is everybody just lying right now and we'll figure it out as we go no i mean i definitely think that people are forming groups around the house um you know as we've seen cameron jack and matt are a secured alliance called the fugitives um i do know that matt and jack have brought bowie a lot of information this week and because of that bowie trusts matt and jack um she has noticed that corey has been lying to her face in certain circumstances and instances this week and she is sure probably going to be targeting Corey in America I think because of that um this upcoming week possibly um but she has secured um I think a final three with Matt and Jag along with Blue although Blue is you know a touch and go target at all times um and then Sari is always in good with Matt um she is someone that has is still protecting Matt, like going down the line. And Felicia, um, you know, now that Mimi's gone, she is down a person now. Um, she will probably rear back to Sari. So we shall see. Well, let's uh, that's a great transition point right there, because my next topic of conversation was going to be the real dramatic point of this week. Uh, seemed to be that veto ceremony and the blow up Felicia had on Corey in America. Um, Richard, can you kind of break down what was the content of that uh, 
uh, of that fight and what what was the outcome of it really like what was it strategic or was it just an emotional outburst because she thought she was really going home um <clears throat> i love that you keep asking me questions about episodes that i haven't watched <laughs> love having late night classes um but no i think give us I, your twitter vibes off of it yeah i saw i saw the clip on on instagram um mega thanks to whoever runs the big brother instagram account um but no it just seems that she just blew up on them making moves and lying and manipulating as is per the game of big brother which is what frustrates me every single time but no um it just seems to be so Corey and america approached was it felicia and mimi or was it it was definitely flishing yeah. me at, at least at the beginning of this week. Um, yeah, because it says because yeah, because apparently Corey had been going around the house saying that Felicia and Mimi had come up to them, but it was the other way around. Right, Felicia and then it up. was so it was the other way around. Corey and America did go to Mimi and Felicia, and they did offer the final four alliance with Mimi and Felicia. America no. actually admitted this in the diary room of the episode, but we also know this from like updates and things like that. Um, now, if but, I remember right, Corey didn't like dive all into that alliance, right? He kind of like dipped his toe in and was like, yeah, it's not that real and kind of gave them bad no, vibes. I disagree with that because Corey was like talking about, you know, like, oh, joking, like, okay, well, if we put a name on it, then it's definitely like a for real alliance. Um, they put and a name on it? I don't remember. I don't think so. I'll say this is what I remember specifically because I was a little more tuned in this part of the week was that Corey and America approached Mimi and Felicia about doing a final four. They encouraged Jag and Matt to do the same. Yes. But then also hurt themselves because they threw a little bit of shade and a little bit of doubt in there with because of Corey's joking like maybe it wasn't purposeful let me try and throw shade on it but Corey's joking about oh this may not be that real or that he didn't fully trust Mimi's portion of it uh ended up leading Felicia and Mimi to buy into the Jag Matt more than Corey in America did I lay that out correctly yes but also Matt and Jag were much more involved with um, Felicia and a little bit with Mimi this week as well. Um, much more so than Corey and America. I just like have such a problem with, with Corey right now. I just, and you know, I just have to get it off my chest ever since he won a double eviction in HOH. He has walked around the house. Like he freaking holds the keys to the castle. I mean, the, I cannot do the mustache or the pink sweatshirt one more day. It doesn't look like he's washed it since he's worn it. The mustache looks dirty. Take it off and he walks around the house in a robe and it looks like he hasn't showered in days because he's shacked up with America under the sheets and I cannot stand his little cocky attitude walking around that house I hope he gets put up on that block this week I hope <laughs> well there's one person who does appreciate it and that's America I saw the clip on Twitter today of her looking at the HOH can and melting when she saw him walk past the camera. I will say though, 
you know, the last two weeks I was hardcore team AmeriCorps, maybe the whole season, like since like Corey got up out of like second to last place and got himself into the core Alliance at the beginning of the season, I was rooting for Corey hardcore America. I just like, she's a super fan. She was helping Corey. So I was on board with that. Um, and I don't know. I, I, this last week I've lost my fandom for that. Like I have, I was okay. If one of the, like I wanted them to make jury, I'm happy they made jury. I'm not actively rooting for them to win the game at this moment in time, which I did not see myself saying two weeks ago. So uh, obviously it's, a, it's rubbing off on more than just you. Like it's something that's it, maybe it is that cocky attitude that, I, I, that he got from winning an HOH. We've seen it happen before. I remember, you know, one of my favorite players recently, Taylor, she was, you know, so humble the entire game. And then she got one HOH and she had a brief week of HOH-itis. You know, it happens to the best of us. So um, very, very believable that maybe the Corey has just let it get to his head a little bit and it's hurt his game. Yes, definitely. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Well, we have to... Okay. I, I I also want to say between the fight between Miss Felicia in America, well, you know, obviously we didn't get to see it on the live feeds because they had cut it out. But the fact that Corey just waltzed on past, like while did either of you all see this argument? I, I watched I, I like skimmed through it. So so like but, uh, but, America and Miss Felicia are shooting shots at each other back and forth while Corey just walks past in his robe and says to America, hey, do you want to go play some pool? Well, what but, the Corey? But I, but I thought and that then he continues on and he goes outside while America is fighting over Miss Felicia bringing him up in the veto ceremony. I was like, what? I, but I don't know if I see that as bad gameplay. And Richard, you can tell me what your thoughts are after I, I tell you what I think here. I think that in that scenario, it's sometimes smarter to walk away. Like when you blow up like that, it, it makes people in the house go, good. We've got two people fighting each other. We'll like, hopefully they'll take shots at each other. We'll put them up on the block. Like it's, it's easier to villainize the people in that situation rather than if you walk away, don't have the blow up, speak to them in private. You can control the situation more and control Mm -hmm. how it, how the ripple effects of that fight are going to happen. You know, well, Corey said that and Miss Felicia was even like, no, because on a one-on-one conversation, you lie. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, Felicia's doing her best because it, it benefits her on the block to just throw chaos out. Like, that's what Taco mm-hmm. Tuesday was about in 21. That's what day 40 was in 22. Actually, that was the same season, Taco Tuesday. I can't whatever, stand but. one more of Cameron's little smirks while all this shit <laughs> is going down. Yeah, I don't know. Richard, what do you think? Would you stay and fight or would you walk away? Like, did Corey have a point or is he just being kind of a sheepish? Corey has a point, in my opinion. Honestly, if you look at the psychology of it, when you have Felicia going at it as heavily as she is, this is only like that heightened like adrenaline is only going to make her want to target America more if it doesn't go in her direction. Like if Felicia doesn't hear and this is not just just a personal thing about Felicia. This is any human being like if this 
if that conversation does not go the direction that that Felicia wants it to go, America is going to become a target. So Corey's like, I'm going to get you out of here. Probably with the idea that you can that they can revisit it once both of them have calmed down. But if you've just got two like two sides just barking at each other, it's not going to create anything good for either side. Now, like if it keeps going, America's just going to want to target Felicia and vice versa. So it it's a it's a lose lose, and Corey's just trying to, in my opinion, just trying to stop it from going any further, and they can just revisit it once they've calmed down. Yeah, well, I thought when I saw this, you know, on Twitter and then eventually in the episode, I thought this sealed the deal and Felicia was going home. Obviously, that didn't happen. Sarah, can you break down to us how did this flip? How did we get from a surefire, everyone's voting for Felicia, she's out here causing drama, to Felicia's now the in the jury? Believe it or not, we got here with Corey being almost the leading force to send Mimi home. Um, Now, both sides of the house were doing like essentially what was like worse for their game. Jag and Matt were once Corey kind of made it known like, hey, maybe let's get rid of Mimi. Then Jag and Matt were like, wait, maybe we should get rid of Felicia. But both of those players, like Corey does not benefit from Mimi going home. He doesn't because Mimi's targets were Jag and Matt. Um, And Jag and Matt don't benefit from um, Miss Felicia going home. They benefit from Mimi going home because they were Mimi's targets. So in the end, it worked out on my draft list um, for who went home. But... (laughs) But, it worked out great for me because Felicia's still here, but <laughs> um it was funny because Corey was spearheading some a move that was not good for his game. So he will probably see some of those repercussions this week. Corey has just gotten a little bit in over his head. He's let his head fill up a little too much and we've watched him multiple times do like stock watches of himself. Um, and other players on the live feeds and like he raised himself pretty high so he can you can tell he has this very high view of himself in the game and I think he just needs to be brought back down to level I mean just days before like this eviction Cameron was gonna use the veto and take Felicia off the block and put Corey on and backdoor him like it was by like this it was by like Jag's loyalty only that Corey made it out alive this week (laughs) and so um it's just a mess I think that uh Bowie is likely gonna target Corey in America this week. Yeah, I, you know, it, it's sad to say, but it really was, I, I, in my opinion, him and America's relationship that really started the sinking of his ship. He was such a better player when he was scared and paranoid and worried yes. about his position. And, you know, nothing changed. You know, I, <clears throat> he, it changed a lot when he won the HOH because it put him over the top. 
but he was already on right. the slippery slope downhill for a few weeks at that point. And it's because he took his eye off the ball, got comfortable, started hanging out with America, stopped paying close attention to his relationships, let the Jared thing kind of float away until it became drama, did stop checking in with Izzy and, and Sari as much and make a, a little paranoia there. It's all because he got comfortable with America and stopped, you know, wor- like, in this game, you have to be working every day. When this, the moment you feel comfortable, that should be like, all right, time to go talk to everybody again and reinforce my plans. And as soon as you take one day off, your whole game can slip away in one day. And he's taken a few weeks off to make out in the hammock and cuddle. So, mm-hmm. uh, but that's not the rants I wanted to go on. I think I'm ready to give my Mimi rant because, oh my God, I, I'm not even going to call her Mimi. Nicole, you have disappointed me so much you were my number one pick in this draft you are a uh what is it political activist political she's from the politics world know. um she should have you know the some experience with working with people that she doesn't like you know politics there's a lot of people you don't like but you learn to work with them and you learn to adapt strategy to enforce your goals and All we saw out of Mimi this entire season was inflexibility. She never diverted from whatever her game plan was, which I couldn't tell you at all what that game plan was. It was to lay low, I guess, uh, not really cause too much of a stir and then be fiercely loyal to only a few people, not because they chose you because you chose them. Uh, First off, whether or not you like, choose a team when you're when the game starts she chose the brown sugar babes she chose the bye-bye bitches like that was the kind of side of the house so obviously she wasn't working with the Corey america side she wasn't working with matt jag but she also didn't like give them any reason to think they could work with her like she actively gave the cold shoulder to Corey, who multiple times was like, hey, like I'm trying to was trying to get inroads with her, was trying to show like, hey, we could work together. And instead of being like, oh, yeah, I could see us working together. And and even if you're lying, like making plans with Corey as a as a lie, she just wouldn't. She'd give him nothing. All those conversations were one way. Corey spilling information, her giving nothing back. America spilling information, nothing back. And eventually that makes people may see you as shady and not be able to trust you. And then on top of that, her inflexibility, like my best example would be the big week that the vote flipped and we sent Izzy home that week. uh, Mimi or Nicole was part of the flip, but she wasn't part of the flip because it was a strategy or because it like furthered her game I mean, it did, but that wasn't like, she wasn't actively trying to even make this flip happen. She just decided I am going to keep Felicia because she's my closest ally. That's just what I'm doing. And then she did nothing with it. It was Corey who approached her to make the flip happen. I never once saw Nicole go around the house and try and work anything, try and enact any plan, try and create any alliance. She was always a floater and a floater who just lived off in her own world. and. I, it, it's just so disappointing because I saw so much potential in her background, in her, she seemed really likable. People wanted to be close to her. Uh, and it just seemed like she just never found her rhythm in this game. 
and wasn't really like looking to find a rhythm. She would love to go into the uh, to the storage room and have freakouts and then come back on with a smile. Like, I don't care. Like, if they go freak out in the house, like at least make something happen. Like, if you're not going to play the game, at least make television. Like, do something. Yeah, listen. Did either of you all see her leaving the house? Her exit. Yeah. So you both saw what she said on her exit. I am just so disappointed that Mimi saved like the best of her game until the last 10 seconds she was walking out the door. Like that was the best game move that she made the whole season as she was walking out to meet Julie. And what disappoints me about Mimi is that she like has all that personality in there. She has all that sass. Like she like definitely has like that energy to bring to the house, but she never like, like dipped into that. She laid low. I don't know if it's maybe because of the time of her life that she came on the show. Like maybe, maybe Mimi was perfect for the show, but maybe Mimi was perfect for the show. Maybe this wasn't the perfect time for Mimi right after she got married. Think about being recently married. You're on your honeymoon and then you're in the big brother house. And I went through her Twitter feed this summer. She was tweeting about, oh, I'm doing my like preparing for the wedding. I'm going on my bachelorette party. Like three weeks before the season started she was all in in, you've you've got married before you know how overwhelming that is like Mm -hmm. how do you feel at the end of that and then you're going into the big brother house like yeah like going and then going in yeah it just that would be very difficult and then going into the big brother house weeks later I like almost see a pattern and like the people Mimi didn't align herself with. And that's basically all the young men in the house, the young, strong men. Maybe it's because she felt like, you know, she recently married. I shouldn't align myself with like the young athletic men. But like you do need powerful people surrounding you at the end of the day. So I think like her closest male alliance was probably like, Jared, but still, she never really gave Jared like much of the time of day, right? Right. So I don't know. Maybe like we just like had a miss with Mimi, and um, I don't know. But those last ten seconds were great. I loved every bit of it. I wish Mimi had given that personality all season. Like I would have ate that up. Like we deserved to have her blow up against all these people that are making all these stupid decisions in the house. So I just think that, oh, Mimi, if we we could go back. The the last day where she finally like heard that she that the flip was happening, she finally started to do something like in the most respectful way possible. She played a Victoria from 16 game, but the difference is she's Mimi's frustrating because she has, she clearly has the brains and could have done more. You could argue that Victoria didn't. You can't argue that Mimi doesn't have the brains. She's smart. She knows what she's doing. She just didn't execute anything. She is simply put the floater that did not grab a life vest. Like, there's nothing more you can say. It's just she was really frustrating. And I'm really glad that I decided to pass on her because she was top three on my board. Um, she like, I don't know, the confidence that she exuded 
And the brain power that she showed in her interviews made her a really attractive candidate to to win this game. But like she went in, made an alliance, and then did nothing but ride the coattails of that alliance. The benefit of that is that she was never an immediate target. Like everybody else was a target except for her. She just kind of sat back and, you know, let the world burn. But like at a certain point, you need to get your butt off the couch and start doing something because if you let yourself play that game all the way to the end, what is your argument that you were a part of the Izzy blindside? Congratulations. So were so many people in that house. Yeah. Like it's just, it's just, it's just so frustrating. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like all of her times going means, to the storage room. Oh, sorry, finish with that. I was say at the end of the day, what it means is that I still have two people left on my team. <laughs> yeah, and I have zero. But I'll, just to finish my thought on that, like all those times when she's in the storage room or in the diary room doing her voting and being like, they're liars. They're all liars. Like, yeah, Mimi, that's how the game's played. You should start doing some lying, please. Uh, and then her telling Julie, like, oh, I'd love to come back and play the game. I'm like, to do what? Like to come set, sit in the house again and watch everyone else play. Like, hey, I will say though, like a lot of people come back to the house to prove themselves. And by even making one move, Mimi would have done better than she did on this season. Yeah, that's just, you're right. It's so, the fact that I love the comparison with Victoria. Like, I just thought that she was playing the only game Victoria could play with Nicole. I know how smart she is, I know how personal her personality is. And it's just, it was a waste. So I also think that if Mimi had like a duo, like someone that she could truly ride or die with in the house, wasn't then 65. maybe, maybe, yeah, then maybe we would have seen a different Mimi. Cause like, but at the you, same, wait, wait, yeah. wait, but like, can you picture like Mimi and Davon together, like just for yeah. one second? Because that's <laughs> a power couple in my well, eyes. They'd also never so work with anyone else in the house. It'd be only them. But <laughs> here's the thing. Like, Wes, you mentioned that's not 65, but here's the issue. Not even the 65-year-old was committed to that duo until (laughs) all else failed, until word comes out that Suri lied. Wow, congrats. She's been on how many? She's been on three different reality shows. What, six different seasons of reality TV, and you think she's going to be, oh, Miss Perfect, Miss I'm going to tell the truth all the time? Come on. That's a great point. Get real. Like... Realistically, I agree with Sarah. Mimi needed a duo. I think we've realized that this is the that this is the theme this season that everybody is is reliant on somebody else and can't play in their own individual game. Um, Other than Cameron, even he relied on Red for two weeks. True. Hell, are we kidding? <laughs> and what happened when? And what happened when? When um, what happened? What what they call it? What did, uh, that, that made the, Charles cry? The um the, the chillers. The breakup. Yeah, the chillers are on ice. Yeah, even when even when Red went home, Tam was distraught. You cannot give me one player this. Actually, you can give me one. Nope, nope. He needed somebody too. I was gonna say Heisem. He needed someone too. Every single player this season needed a freaking crutch, and it annoys me because I want to see somebody play their own goddamn game. No, I'm not that... against. I'm not against the final two deal. I'm not because a great example of playing your own individual game, but also like being a duo is Derek Lavasser from 16. I hate to keep bringing up 16, but I think he's a prime example 
that you can play your own game and be in a duo, still be good, and you're not getting this, this that this season. Not a single one. I just there's think my rent for the episode that you must have duos to get to the end. But I think that depending on what duo route you go, it shows like what kind of target you're going to have on your back. We have seen on the shows a lot of showman's duos that we are just like sick of showman's to our freaking stomachs. But what thrives... but Americori is cute, at least at least they're no, wholesome. It's I mean... not branchal. No, I mean, but they've lost their, like, they've lost their, you know, cuteness. Like, it's kind of faded. Like, we're all kind of okay, okay, chill. But I just think that the friendship duos are the ones that kind of, like, make it for a long time. Like, Jag and Matt are a strong duo, but they're not necessarily at the top of everyone's target list right now. They are a friendship duo. It's easier to stay focused in a friendship duo versus a relationship duo. You you don't have the blinders on seeing only one other person in the house. You know what I mean? It's also easier to stay apart from your duo, which makes it less obvious that you're in a duo. Because you're like, hey, we're together. Together, okay, I'm gonna go talk to these people now. Whereas when you're in a showman's, they're like, No, I want to hang out with you, but I want to be with you. I want to be in the same room as you. Yeah, as evidenced by the bath, the shower situation with Americori, and then for Jag, say for uh, Jared and Blue, when Blue walks out the room and you walk in and Jared's got paper towels in his hands. Where those, those friendship duos, you can make other relationships in the house and come back to one another and still be like, okay, I got them and, you know, we're in them and all that. So, yeah, well, that's also just something that's mis- been missing in this house this entire season is there's no secret duos. There's no secrets yeah. about who's aligned with who. Like, there was a reason why last season that, um, oh my God, why am I blanking on his name? Who was... Joseph, why Joseph worked so hard to make it seem like uh, Taylor was still outcasted, but still going up to her be like, no, we're actually good. Like you have to put the cover on your relationships if you want them to go far and to have an advantage over the other uh, groups in the house. Um, but this house has no secrets. So it's and a we even saw Taylor and Joseph. They had some feelings for each other during the show, but they chose actively to stay f- strictly friends on the show f- for the sake of their game. Um, I Corey think tried. That- he tried real hard, but America, she's persistent. Corey gave it his best effort. But when you give alcohol to America and she hasn't had it in a few months, it's <laughs> not a good uh it, the math ain't mathing. <laughs> also, when you add house guests that want to act as wing people, that also doesn't help. Like, I wish America, like, if America, I wish America was smarter and kind of reined in how much she expressed, how much she liked Corey. Like, if you say someone's cute, okay. But if you go on and on and on and on about it and don't shut up about it, then you've got someone like Felicia that's like, yeah, let's set them up. And then you've got like a real showman. So now you've got a target because people know about it, too. Well, other people are eating it up because the more they go, oh, my gosh, America and Corey. So cute. Lovey dovey. They're painting, painting a beautiful size target on Corey and America's back while they're they look like they're just complimenting their cuteness. 
All right. I can't talk about AmeriCorps anymore. I'm <laughs> I'm too disappointed in their downfall. They we ha- we've So I'm the only person on on this call right now that actually doesn't hate them. Sec. I, I don't hate them, but it's like the joke. Sarah. It's, like ba- it's like Batman. You live long enough to become the villain. Like you, your relationship has lasted long enough to become the ick. So the that's the right yes, there. that is what I said actually during the episode. I was just like, Corey's just giving me the ick, you know, <laughs> like and and once it's there, it just can't, you know, return. And so um I opt mark my words, he will be the most bitter juror. Well, I just want to let you know. In Sarah. my opinion, if you need a good example of like I think per- perfect is such a stupid word, but like the perfect quote unquote big brother showman, in my opinion, is Jody from what was that? What season was Josh Martinez? 19. Jess and Cody. Jessica and oh. Cody? No. No. I'm going to tell you right now, that's a hot no. Then give me a better one. Then give me a better one. Maybe I'm not thinking of it. Give me a give better one. Give you a better showman duo. Yeah. yeah. Fessy and Haley. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I promise you it's not Branchel. I promise you it's not Nicole and even that wasn't even the house. Not Nicole and Hayden. How about uh Holly and Mickey? No. I mean they no. won the game, didn't they? They went at first and second place. Well, um, there's uh You don't really win if you leave the house and everybody hates you. <laughs> That's true. But he got a summer full of free watermelons, so. But did okay. Did you have another couple in mind while we wait for Richard to return? We're good. Well, no. That's okay. I'm tired of talking the about only, the couple. The only other one that I can really think of would be Jeff and Jordan. That's the one that I was like that. That is the but gold, I think, the golden duo. But they got targeted. Me. They were targeted. For like I like. Five weeks I okay. But so were but so were Jody. I just like Jody on the terms of I think they had a good length in the house. They clearly worked. They also you look at their situation. I guess is this conversation kind of about had, like, were they good at the game or did they not give us the ick? Because if they didn't give us the ick, then yeah, it's Jeff and Jordan. I still think they're, you know. They're still I mean, loving. in terms of didn't pit like like the way that like Sarah was just like, yeah, he's giving me the ick. Someone that didn't give you like, if yeah, you're about, I like, mean, the they never survivor, gave they never gave me the ick. No, nothing like the like ultimate that. survivor couple. Everybody's going to say is Rob and Amber because they they met got loved up. They finished one and two like Mickey and Holly did, but they weren't annoying. And what happened? No, after the they show? were they never. Got a, annoying. They got a whole like three part wedding series got married have like have like god knows how many kids like there's so many different variables i'm just saying like in terms of I, and i'm and i'm on a tangent which i eh. <laughs> but no not getting the ache i i think it's like jeff and jordan or jody i don't think that there's another because Derek and claire wasn't really until after the house neither were nicole nicole and victor definitely weren't until after the house even though right. nicole franzel gives damn near everybody the ache apparently like Richard. Where's Charles when you need him to to, to confirm that one? I know how much he hates Franzel. Yeah, we need a oh Richard. Richard's gonna be our our personal zing bot on this uh, pod. I like it. Um, just so you know, Sarah, I already texted AJ. Please grow the mustache. So I hope you enjoy that one. 
No. No. But, let's move on to Listen, as long as it's like a fully grown one. Like Corey's like I can see the skin and like you know it's all like thin and and just like <laughs> Corey just wait a few more years. Just a few. He's got this. It's fine. But like it just so looks I'm going like... to turn off my camera. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's just like you got to, you know, you got to shave and like and like um shape it, you know? You got to sh- you do some shape work. Mm-hmm. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, on. coming soon to the cracked <laughs> coming soon to the cracked media like <laughs> like what catalog Sarah giving you grooming advice. Yeah. Grooming. Listen, y'all's facial hair looks just fine. Corey's on the other hand looks dirty, just plain dirty. All right. No more mustache talk. No more AmeriCorey. We got to talk <laughs> about the biggest news of the night. And that is that we are about to see an FBJ week. And with that, we are losing Richard because, <laughs> because it is, I, 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 I'll just say this going into the HOH, I was a little bitter about my team being completely out before jury even started. I was looking at who was, who would I have been happy with winning HOH? I knew for sure blue was the only one I did not want to win HOH. I didn't really want Felicia. And then I was like, I don't really care that much, but I could see having some fun with an FBJ HOH. And you know what happened? I was rewarded for my sacrificial team, and we are going to see a Bowie Jane HOH. I don't even know where to go with this conversation. I don't know what to expect. I mean, I guess we sort of know who targets might be, but it's Bowie Jane. Like, I'll go to you first, Richard. Who are her allies? What is her strategy? What do you think she's going to try and do with this week? Given the fact that this means that FBJ has to stay in this house and on our TV screens for another week and gets a step closer to winning this game and forcing the rest of us to get a nice shipment of hot ones, I don't give a rat's ass what FBJ does. I just hope that whatever she does makes her a target next week. Um, But no, realistically, I think... Part of where I see this week potentially going to me relies on who FBJ allows to get in her ear and what her own moral compass will tell her about and what her intuition will tell her about who's being deceptive and who's not. Um, what because at the end of the day, I could see her going so many different ways with this. Like you could see her target Corey in America for a multitude of reasons, but you could also see her target. I don't know, Felicia and Sari for for blindsiding her. Or you could see her targeting Cam just because it's easy, right? Or you could see them going her going for Matt and Jag because why the hell not? Like, there are reasons, and I'm not thinking of them because it's late and I'm tired and I need to sleep for tomorrow. But genuinely, I think I okay, I'll agree with you here, Westoff. I think FBJ will of this current cast will provide the most entertaining HOH week because you don't know what she's going to do with it because she could give any rationale for putting anyone up 
And you could say that about anyone. Anyone can put anyone up because you're free to do so. But like in a logistical way, you don't know. There's what you can predict, which she'll probably do with Corey in America. But at the end of the day, she can just give whatever reason she wanted to and put up God knows who. Right. Let me ask you this, Sarah. Right now, does Bowie win against anybody and sitting in the final two? Like, who do you think she could win against? Factoring in, she's got this HOH now. Like, is it realistic? I don't think it's ever off the table to say, like, you know, we still have quite a few people in the house. I would say for me to call off and say Bowie Jane could never win. But I think we'd have to see a couple more comp wins come from Bowie Jane and we'd have to see her make some big moves and take out some big people. Um, Right now, Bowie Jane really values um, people that bring her information and people that are telling her the truth. And Jag and Matt have really done that work this past week and really kind of sold... I mean, they haven't sold America and Corey out, but Amer- but Bowie's gone back to America and Corey and just heard lies, 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 and then gone back to Matt and Jag and getting real information. And so I think that Bowie, you know, coming from all ends, when you think about other people and who they want to target as well, like Bowie Jane is going to get an earful of AmeriCorey this week um, from Cameron, first of all, because he almost switched the backdoor target to Corey in America this week from Sari because Corey was the main reason that her son left the house from Felicia because Felicia thinks that Corey and America are snakes and from Matt and Jag probably because they know that this is the week to do it and so yeah richard what do you have to say currently i don't think fbj beats anyone in a final two at blue I don't. huh what about blue that's what i was gonna go with if anything on a level of likability that's what i'm saying like partially it depends your jury but i think if you look at like for example i know how Sari's gonna tackle this Sari's going to look at who she feels plays that played the best game. If Sari's sitting on a jury, like, I'm just glad that when you pose the question of who's going to be a better juror, no, like neither of you said Sari, because that would be the biggest mistake of your life. Yeah. Like Sari through and through will respect the game. And there's the social and the strategic aspects of the game. Every single person in there besides blue has made a big move or has done something to influence the course of this game. America. Even if you don't, I would say so. I guess even if you don't, yeah. Even if you don't win HOH, you can still influence who goes up on that block, who goes home. So many different things. Winning HOH is great. I think genuinely, and I will back this up. I think it would be a mistake for her to go for the obvious targets. I think if she wants a shot at winning this game, she needs to single. She needs to spearhead a big move. I now, think- whether that goes in the direction of Sari, if that goes in the direction of of Matt and Jag, I you cannot go safe. If she goes safe, congratulations, you had a very boring week. 
What does that give you? What is what does that add to your BB resume to read to a jury? Richard, I think you're the most bitter juror at this point. I'm just, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. But honestly, God, she's playing, she's playing it up for Charles. God, honestly, honestly, um, I think that you're wrong. I think that you are deluded with the length of this season that you've forgotten that we still have like a whole other half of this game to play. And I'm just saying, we I'm have just saying, seen- at this very moment. We have seen people rise from lower ashes than this and win the game for sure. Um, you know, and we watched people save all their comp wins until the very end, like Casey and BB20. Um, and so I am just saying that I don't expect to see the confetti fall on Bowie come finale night, but I would never mark it off the table. Right, and I agree with you. I'm not here to like, completely like predict everything like the weather but the thing is that i'm saying at this very at this current moment well hey real quick guys so no spoilers i'm about to bring charles in we're going to reveal to him who won hoh this week i want to see his reaction so oh here comes the face we will see (laughs) charlie boy oh no oh yes hello and welcome to the bitter jury podcast charles we are happy to see your face how are you doing you you can see me yeah we can see and hear you so how much do you know about what happened on the episode tonight absolutely nothing okay who do you think went home um do you know who's on the block (laughs) i do it's okay but i don't i don't even know if if the veto got used i'm assuming it didn't it's okay richard and i barely watched the episodes this week too sarah's it it did not get used charles it is it is mimi and felicia on the block um okay so yeah no i watched prior to veto and then of course was out tonight so i didn't get to see anything mimi felicia didn't get used i'm gonna actually go I'm gonna say Mimi went home. You're, you're correct there. Uh, but did there she? Was, there was a late night vote flip, and Mimi did nothing to help herself today. She barely fought for it until she you, was walking out the door. Yeah, you you missed a, maybe a an eight minute rant for me. Uh, my my team, my entire draft team, did not make jury, and Dalton's entire non drafted team did make jury. So I'm a little <laughs> upset. I started in complete silhouette. Uh, it's been a dramatic night for me. Oh, I can't um, wait to watch this. I hate but, that I missed. I'm sorry. But the thing that I've been looking forward to most that at least made me happy about getting through this episode was I want to reveal to you the wait. HOH winner for this week. Actually, I want you to reveal it to yourself. Charles, can you give us the Bowie smile? Because Bowie is our HOH of the first post-jury week in the Big Brother house. Yes, I said it. Bowie Jane won in hold a... Hold on, hold on. <laughs> yep, yep, do it. About do what it, I expected. I yes. think Charles is going yes. to be continuing the podcast in complete darkness. Not only did she win the HOH, she scored perfect in a quiz competition, seven for seven. It came down to Corey, Felicia, and uh, Bowie for the second to last question, they were tied. The final question was Bowie and Felicia. 
they had to go to a tie break where the question, what was the question? It was how many hours was what event? Um, were Jared, um, was Jared a zombie in the house? How oh. many minutes? And Bowie's guess was 27 minutes and Felicia's guess was 46,000 minutes. <laughs> so the, the correct answer was 10,000 making Bowie actually, sorry, Bowie changed her second. She put a six in front last second, 627 minutes. She went with, please give us your reaction. How do you feel about Bowie Jane now leading this house? Well, for those just listening to the audio, Charles is in darkness in absolute shock. We broke him. You know, guys, I would just like to add this in is that, you know, Bowie Jane on the live feeds, whenever people ask her about like days and stuff like that, Bowie Jane has consistently been like, oh, yeah, you know, like I'm not good with time. Like I'm not good with stuff like that. And so she's had everyone fooled that she's like <laughs> not good with stuff. And like she's this probably she probably has a photographic memory. Sarah, she guessed. Oh, well, she got the answers right. OK, so maybe I was like, but she add, guessed 27. To, I'd also like to contextualize for Charles Mimi's like exit. Yeah. Because I think this this plays a big part into how Bowie plays his HOH. Uh, as she's leaving, everybody's lining up to give her hugs. She stops Corey like this and doesn't hug him. Walks and as she's walking out, makes the best move of her entire game. This Sets season. her suitcase down to make this move. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah, do you want to quote it? Do you know the? Do you, do you remember what you said? You probably know better than I do. Um, no, honestly, I was so shocked that like this was the biggest move of her game, walking out of the house. That, like, <laughs> she exposed. Just, she exposed. Like, didn't know what to the, say, but she exposed the Corey America Bowie Jane alliance. She told, yeah, and she told like everyone like who they were targeting and stuff like that, and she was like, "Y'all are snakes." Bye. I love that she made the best move of her game when she wasn't even in the game. <laughs> I was saying she was doing nothing. Oh my god! No, no. Oh, she wow. had so much potential. Me, are you are you ready for an Australian HOH week? <laughs> okay, okay. I know that I haven't been on here this this whole hour or however long you all have been on here. Are you joking? Like, is this a ruse to get a reaction is, out of me? Because there's nothing in me real. that believes this. I feel as if you this all have completely real. set me up. I can see why you think that. No, I don't have time for games. We're in the middle of our ITA championships. This is real. Bowie is our HOH. It was between <laughs> Bowie and Felicia. Corey was like a close, like third, I think. Or fourth. Oh my gosh, this is great. Hey, I'll, I'll say what I was rooting for this. Week. This was the outcome. As soon as I lost my team, I needed some pick me up. I said, give me a Bowie Jane. I need it. And I got it. And I'm in the darkness because <laughs> if she wins this game, you know what happens. So <laughs> knocking on all the wood I can find. All right. Oh. Well, that was what I was looking forward to. Thank you, Charles, for giving me the reaction I was hoping for. Uh, uh, you know what? I'm glad I could join. I'm <laughs> so glad. Well, now that we've gone through all the major events of the week, Charles, let me open up the floor to you. Any conversation you are dying to have about this week of Big Brother? Any thoughts you want to get off your chest as we wrap up this show? Uh, do you 
you know, spill the beans. What do you got? You know, truthfully, nothing pressing that I haven't said the past couple of weeks, which I know I missed our last um, Big Brother one as well, um, just because I'm kind of all over the place these days. But I'm, I'm just going to keep putting it out there. You know, um, Cameron is my winner now, and he's not even on my team. He he deserves to win. Yeah, um, you know, I, I like the chaos as everyone has labeled it and I'm here for that sort of shit. I'm like, it, it's good TV. It's not supposed to be roses and, um, and ethics and morals. Um, well, uh, with that being said, um, you know, I'm okay with lies and deceit, but no maliciousness toward a person. Um, but no, I'm super excited. We're at the tail end of the season. Um, hopefully my life schedule calms down a little bit so that um, I can be more present with you guys. Um, I'm still really trying to get my friend Joel involved so that we have uh, someone to argue with Richard about any and everything. Um, but again, I'm here for that anyway, so... Um, no, I'm excited. I'm excited to listen to what you all had to say about this week as well. Um, and I don't know, for whatever reason, Daniel, you're like super glowy tonight. Oh, no, it's, it's, it's because it's I, started, I started off in, in, in the red. I, I've got my no, red but red even, oh. even with that, I mean, did oh. he, does he have a new date? It's, did he, did, did it's a little, happen? it's real humid no. here today. It was raining all He's, day. So. <laughs> Uh, well, you're forgiven for not showing up on time to the pod because I believe it's your birthday coming up. Is that I, I did a quick Facebook search. I couldn't see if I couldn't find. Um, yeah, it's Saturday. it's Saturday. It's Saturday. Well, happy, happy early, early birthday. birthday. Thank you. Happy birthday, Thank Charles. You. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Well, before we lose Richard to another spider hunt, I can already see you eyeing around. I know. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I, I was just, wondering. It's just real. It's just real hot in my room. And I tried to open the window. And last time. I did without looking. There was a cockroach on the inside. So I just <laughs> was making sure that there's nothing on the inside <laughs> of the window screen so that I could get some fresh air before Whoa. I sleep. Oh so Richard, um, give if us anything, your... if you saw me kind of out here, I was knocking some bugs off the outside of the screen. Well, give us your parting thoughts here as you uh, prepare yourself to sleep with the spiders tonight. <laughs> God bless us all for this FBJ week. Um, <laughs> I'm so glad that um, we're out of the woods. We're home free. Uh, everybody smile because we've guaranteed Westoff is doing the Hot Ones Challenge. So you can put that order in. Yeah. Um, I will 100% be doing that. <laughs> but let's just remember that we need to fear the Aussie. Um, oh, just gosh. in case we also need to put some orders in in the future. Um, but no, I'm excited to see what FBJ does with this, with this week. I'm interested if she plays it safe or decides to actually, you know, for once do something in this game. So I'm I'm just excited that the one person left that has not been doing fuck all finally did something. So okay. let's see what she does with it. You know what? I didn't get to talk a lot since I just got on, but Richard, she has done something this game and you know what that is. She has brought smiles and joy. 
(laughs) Thank you, Charles. Thank you, Charles. (laughs) Well, Sarah, your final thoughts outside of your ick for Corey and his weak ass mustache. What are your final (laughs) thoughts about this week? Charles, you should have heard my Charles, whole rant. Oh, I can't wait. Charles, I we had like wait. a three-minute conversation about mustaches. Like, I mean it. Like, get ready for this episode. I can't Buckle wait. in. Buckle up. Anyways, I'm kind of glad that we have a Bowie HOH, honestly, because it is unpredictable. Like, you know, if we would have gotten a Corey America, Matt Jag, even Felicia Wynn, like, I feel like we would have had another straight outlook of how the week was going to go and who was going to be put up and blah, blah, blah. But with Bowie, like, I do agree a little bit in, like, the sense of I do think she'll target, like, AmeriCorey, but I think that, like, she could whip out, like, a Cameron backdoor for sure and, like, not be ashamed of it at all. So um, I think that it will be an interesting week because we're going to, like, see people kiss up to Bowie for the first time and Bowie's (laughs) just been, like, trying to get in a room with people for weeks and weeks and weeks now. And so, you know, good for her. Let her get the treatment. Yeah, I'm happy for her. Well, I've, I'm exhausted from my eight-minute Nicole rant. I won't call her Mimi anymore. She's uh, disappointed me too much. Um, but... Gosh, oh, you, <laughs> man, I have a lot to, to catch up to. Yes, Charles, we will have to uh, continue this conversation after you've listened to the episode. I'm sure we'll, you'll have many thoughts for discussion. We'll uh, Maybe we'll have to do another episode this week. But for those of you tuning in, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we are now also doing some Survivor updates. Uh, Richard, you have an update for us? Or do you just have a, a thought? Oh, no. Um, apparently this week is Zingbot week. Why did no one say anything? Why didn't Julie say anything? <laughs> I just, I'm just, I'm just on Twitter seeing if there's anything new. One hour ago, Zingbot returns this week. Okay. 100% Zingbot brings up the mustache. 100% Zingbot brings it up. You don't think he'll, they'll make fun of Corey? Shower scene? Yeah, that or, I don't know. There's a lot of good dirt on, on this cast. So I'm looking forward to Zingbot. Um, but yeah, that's enough for now. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. Tune in. We've got survivor pods coming out on Tuesdays now. Um, and we'll be back next Thursday as we always are to recap another wild week in the big brother 25 house. But until next time, uh, thanks everyone for tuning in and, uh, go grow those mustaches. All right. See you guys. (laughs) 